This episode of The Rebound is brought to you by Dan Morin. Hey, how's it going? Try, go to danmorin.com and enter are we char- promo code Are we charging rebound. Dan a regular amount? <laughs> no, he pays double. For 20% oh, off me. Even better. Yeah. Listen, we have plenty to talk about, but I'm, before we dive into all the topics we were talking about before we started recording, I need tech support from you people. Every week, <laughs> I go to record this show with you. <laughs> well, that's actually relevant. And every week, I'm like, let me launch Skype. And every week, I hit Command Spacebar to launch Spotlight. I type SKY, and it says, oh, you must want the Skype Meetings app. I don't even know what the hell that is. And this just started three weeks ago. And it will not list Skype, the standalone Skype app, as an option. It does I, not appear. I, I have a fix for you. Okay. Delete your account. <laughs> Um, you probably want to re-index Spotlight. Yeah, I, I, I want to do that, and I couldn't figure out how the other day. Is so, it just like, like right in... There's a, you could, there's a command line option, but I think the easiest thing generally is... This is dumb that this is a thing. Why isn't there Re- just a button? Rebooting, right? Uh, no, rebooting won't build re- I tried the index. <laughs> um, go really? to... I thought that's wrong. Okay. Go to the Spotlight pane in System Preferences. Oh, there? Go to the Privacy section. Oh, that's right. Add your yep. disk to that list and then unadd it because basically yeah. adding it deletes the index and then unadding oh it that is so starts dumb. reindexing. It is dumb. Why isn't there just a button that is a rebuild spotlight index? Mm-hmm. Because it's because it works perfectly and you don't need that button. <laughs> I think there is a command line option as well where you can tell it, force it to reindex if you need to, but I don't know what that is off the top of my head. All right, I'm going to try it. I will let you know. Why are you doing this right now? It's going to peg peg your CPU. <laughs> No, I'm not going to try it at okay, this second. Okay. I'm just going to try it in general. Oof. Uh-huh. <laughs> just reboot right now. <laughs> reboot reboot, your, reboot try- your account. Re- I'm reboot right and now. delete your account. <laughs> <laughs> I think that will solve it. I think that will fix All your right. problems. I do notice that I have that problem. Though, you know, uh, So I have Quick t- the, the current version of QuickTime that ships with OS X, but I also still have QuickTime Pro 7 or whatever. Because it does stuff that the QuickTime, still the current version of QuickTime, does not do. Um, and so what's funny is if I go to Spotlight and I type like Q, all right, Q gives me QuickTime Player 7, QU gives me QuickTime Player. <laughs> Q, like various levels, if I go to QUIC, it gives me QuickTime Player 7 again. Like it's so weird yeah. what it's decided that I type for yeah. these two apps that start with the exact same word. Like, yeah, the- I don't. The thing that drives it. me the most crazy, though, is when it it's still working up the list as you're typing. Oh yeah, and then because I because I have a friend named Skip, and so when I go when I go to launch Skype, if I don't <laughs> if I don't put the Y in, it'll it'll all start SK and it'll show Skype, and then like as I go to hit it'll enter, it. it'll put Skip's name first, and then it opens up his contact, and then Skip every time Skip is like, yeah, got Skype again. <laughs> That um, actually sounds quite a bit like Skip. <laughs> Speaking of just annoyances with devices in general, I hate the fact that if I type my name, which for the record is Lex, in the middle of uh, like an iMessage, let's say, on iOS. So I'm like, hey, you know, feel free to send it to me, um, Lex Friedman. I don't know why I'd have to say my name to whoever I'm iMessaging. Hello, it is I, Lex Friedman. Hey, this feel is free Lex. To you, know how, to uh, you know how iOS can smartly detect when you've accidentally hit shift and capitalize the letter instead of hitting uh when when you want to hit like a or s or another letter that's near the shift button so it, it gets rid of your capital and puts that letter instead it autocorrects 
Lex with a capital L to Alex with a lowercase a <laughs> all the time. And that is some bullshit. And I have to correct it. Every, I will never let that stand because it's my own name. I'm not going to get it wrong and look like an even bigger idiot than I already seem. Uh, but it kills me. It happens <laughs> I, to me, I would say, every day. Autocorrect is very funny in that way. My One of my cousins was saying that like when she used to type my name, it would autocorrect the last name to Moorhen. <laughs> <laughs> that was the suggestion it gave and she's like no not moorhen um and then also last week one of my cousins was showing me that the, the you know it learned so much that she had typed caldonian in her text to somebody like mentioning about to mention my book and the auto suggest was gambit for the next word so it does learn <laughs> apparently yes um and then the one other thing that came up right before we started the show i got a text from my girlfriend because she started a new job and they gave her a work phone and she was texting me from the work phone to say hey this is the number for the work phone just in case there's an emergency and so text me on this one <laughs> that is the exact opposite of the point of this <laughs> uh but what was funny about it was that <laughs> she mistyped she mistyped her name when she wrote it to me so she wrote this is k k a y instead of cat which is her name and so uh, but you know when you get like <laughs> this is um, Lex <laughs> the iOS and I'm not sure I just updated to the iOS 11 beta so I don't know if this is an 11 feature or a 10 feature but you know how it could tell you when when somebody calls you and you don't know the the number's not in your contacts but it's found yeah. it in an email somewhere it's like oh this might be John you know calling you yes but it it was smart enough to see her say this is K and did not care so that it suggested all the text labels were maybe. <laughs> and i was like who the f is texting me (laughs) and so i had like four messages and it said maybe k on all of them and i'm like is this like a code name are we like you don't want me to use this phone i'm supposed to well this is d that's how you can that's how you can get away with all the sexts that's right that's exactly right that's how it works i was sexting k it will be so unfortunate when she comes home and and like who is this k person you're sexting she knows she knows she's k see that well she's got to know she's k that's the thing that well yeah you gotta work that out or it's a really complicated wrong number situation happening right now Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, i finally caved in and installed one of these robot blocking apps speaking of wrong god robots they're everywhere hate them i I have started getting about a hundred robocalls a day. Yeah, there are a lot. Which one are you using? Um, I installed whichever one Matt Howley recommended on Twitter. That I'm still in my free one week trial. I believe it's called Robo oh, no Killer, Mo- but I'm swiping through Robo to try Killer. to find okay. it. It's not No Mo Robo. No, I did Robo Killer because he suggested on Twitter that it was better than No Mo Robo. Interesting. Yeah, Robo Killer. And I'm using two one, bucks a month. I was using No Mo Robo. I tried the free trial for No More Robo, and I did. It's so weird to say, isn't it? That's why John's laughing. I, I It makes sense though. No Mo Robo. It, it works totally. It's uh, no but Mo. I've been There's using, No Mo Robos. I've been using. No, Hi-O. You have 99 problems, but a Robo ain't one. <laughs> Lex had to go far away to laugh about that. Um, I've I've been using Haya. Which is H I Y A Haya? It's free, but it does it does like H I Y A. Okay, Haya. It is free. It does what? I think I think there it probably does do some like uh, data collection of some variety, but honestly, I didn't care enough. Um, See it, but it works well. Yeah, that's I think that's a concern. I think that I have about all those. Unfortunately, well, the pay ones. I I also don't have a big problem with with robocalls. So I have a. The real problem is, from what I understand, it's a question of when not if you're going to get slammed by robocalls because they just keep trying more and more numbers um for me i was getting a couple a day and now i really was getting 50 to 100 a day and that's a problem thanks for cursing me (laughs) most people's solution is oh i just won't take calls from numbers i don't recognize or like i get a lot from california so people say i won't take calls from california 
my company has half its staff in California and half our clients in California and unexpected calls are often new business. I cannot take that. Nobody calls me. I was reading an article on Ars Technica today about um, robocalls and it was about some realtor who was getting getting like thousands of calls a day eventually. And people were like, just don't answer the phone. She's like, I have to answer the phone. I'm a realtor. What do you want me to do? Right. I I get a number uh, that they, they have started doing a lot of things where they spoof numbers that look like my number. Yeah, like local exchanges. And local exchanges, stuff, and it yeah. will actually look like my oh, number, yeah. and then they'll like swap a couple digits slightly, at the end or something. Slightly different, yeah. And, which yeah. I always think is hilarious, because it's like... Oh, a me-ish person First is calling. Of all, I'm never going to call myself. <laughs> the thing that's really important to learn, though, is that this is exactly what the IRS would do um, were you under investigation. <laughs> for, for, um, for doing a fraud. Yeah, that I, my, my girlfriend got a voicemail recently that was a robo-voicemail, and she gets a lot of calls from numbers that she, like... Like, doesn't recognize either um it's me it's lex <laughs> it's lex it's lex mm-hmm. it's k actually. it's k yeah she's calling yeah. um <laughs> wondering wondering what all the sex are about <laughs> <laughs> uh but you well i think it was while we were away she actually got a voicemail that was um from like one of those and it was terrible like robo call with like weird pauses everywhere that sounded like no this is never gonna be like a legitimate concern in any fashion um, I wish I had the recording. There were some pretty good bits in it where it was like, hello, you know, like the do a fraud thing. You know, they've got the the tech where it's effectively you're talking to a robot, but there is a human listening who is trying to send the right pre-recorded responses at yeah, the we, right time. We Have call that the calls? Amazon Echo. And <laughs> my favorite thing to do with those, because I, I got very quick at, uh, you know, recognizing them is so like hey if you're a real human repeat the word cuisinart or whatever and of course they cannot and it's fun to hear what they try to have it say at that point so just a recommendation if you want to have some fun if you have free time and you get one of those calls ask them to say random words do you ever worry that you have you will have somehow accidentally cause like sentience like error error kill all humans <laughs> Uh, no, I'm rooting for it, actually. <laughs> I cannot wait for the sweet concern. embrace. It is my design. <laughs> the sweet embrace of robot have death. Seen, yeah, have you met 2017? Well, right. Dan, you, you mentioned uh, the Echo, and I know you were doing that so we could get a sweet segue, but I figure before... Wait, do we get segues on this show? Yeah, free, uh, you get a segue. <laughs> such, and you as, get such as they are. But before we do that, uh, listen, I'll tell you, one of the pain points in the world today, <laughs> there are many is when you want to hire and you're like, where am I going to post my job to find the best candidates? And there's people who don't know the answer to that question. And they know that finding great talent can be tough uh, as long as they're not looking at this podcast because it's filled with great talent. Uh, (laughs) But when you're trying to find the best candidates, there's ZipRecruiter, which lets you post your job to more than 100 job sites with just one click. I'm not, listen, my fingers are not here to click things all day long. If I'm going to click, I want to click as few times as possible. With ZipRecruiter's powerful technology, they efficiently match the right people to your job. Not your job, but the one you're, I mean, we're not going to get your, okay, the job that you're trying to hire for. And they do it better than anybody else. This is why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, more than 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate candidate in just 24 hours. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. And right now, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. One more time to try it for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash rebound. 
I think careful listeners can tell when I got from the section that says, you know, you use it as notes to the section that must be read verbatim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering about the robots taking your job there. That was a little scary. Uh, thanks for mentioning the Echo, though, Lex, because I know both you and I, as the people on this podcast who actually are, you know, Don't modern, <laughs> modern, enlightened individuals when it comes to technology. Um, <laughs> Hi, John. <laughs> uh we're testing out the also new, on this podcast <laughs> we're testing out the new multi-room audio feature that amazon launched today as we record this uh what were your impressions mr friedman so i saw from tweets and then from your story on six colors that you can now do multi-room audio with the echo and so first i went over to the echo look the, the one that i can see a screen show. is that the look the of the show, show? The show. <laughs> see i really can't You're tell terrible apart. At this. You're uh, terrible at this. so i went over to the echo show and i was like play eight six seven five three oh nine by tommy two-tone and so i started playing it and then i went over to my other speaker and i was like play and the dot and it was like okay i'm just gonna play some danny elfman for you. I was like well that's not what i want <laughs> so then i was like all right i'm gonna try harder and then i read another article so, I, I, was like, so I yelled louder <laughs> yeah then then i play I went, god I read damn it, it another article and it was like um you have to create groupings of speakers in the uh, alexa app so i launched it and uh tapped around a bit first i was like on the music playback screens those were not the right ones and then i found a i went to settings and it was like multi-room audio setting bing ding ding so uh i grouped my two one my two downstairs echoes and i called them downstairs and then i said play whatever song downstairs and it did it so it's pretty good i liked it i wish um and i they they referenced that you know sonos and other partners are going to start integrating with it as well Uh, we know that sonos has said that alexa integration is coming i'm curious to know whether echoes and sonos's can play the same song at the same time but don't oh yeah that that seems unlikely that um don't sonos will over will already sync speakers right Yes, yeah. Sonos does that that's, out of the box. Yeah, so now, that's that's the what old. the Echo now does. So Echo yeah, we now only have the one Sonos. Thing. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So, never so there are two things that uh, Amazon so announced as far as that goes. Um, two developers' tools, and one they describe as a multi-room music SDK, but they also mention it specifically for AVS devices, which is uh, Alexa voice service. So things that actually use uh, the have the Echo Smart Assistant built in. I'm going to talk around this for a second because my stupid thing lit up. Go away. <laughs> you um, can tell it shut up or never mind. And uh, so my question is going to be like, if there are, this is like the mix of smart and quote unquote dumb speakers is the question, right? Like Lex was saying, because the next section is the connected. Wait, I'm the dumb speaker in this context. You are the dumbest speaker. No. Uh, there's the connected speaker API, which they specifically mention for using the echo to control media playback on other speakers. So that's the place where specifically Sonos and now Bose, Sound United, and Samsung are all going to be offering the ability to essentially control their speakers using the Echo, which is great. But I'm not sure how that. I'm not sure if those two things work together or if those are mutually exclusive. That's what seems unclear to me. I just don't know. And so you know, Sonos, like you, like Lex says, Sonos has been saying this is going to happen for a while. And now the other piece of news that came up in regards to this today is that Sonos has said that they're doing an event on uh, the first week of October. And I know, I bas- really want to go. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, basically, the um, 
the F, there was an FCC filing, I think, that came to light yesterday that was basically like, yeah, Sonus is making a smart speaker. And so everybody kind of expects that to be announced in October now. But the question about that is, will it use Amazon's technology? Will it use Google's technology? Will it use Siri? Will it use somehow some combination of those things? Will it use something else? There's no no way in my mind will it use Siri. It seems unlikely right now, certainly. It's free to use Alexa, right? They could freely build that in. I believe so. I think. Because I think they, or at least it's licensable, because there are other third parties using this right now. I assume it's free because, like, doesn't Anchor have... A, yeah, and there's the, I an use an app that's a free app to to do it. Right, yeah, so, right. Yeah, Astra. Um, I don't. Know, I, I tried to get into the Sonos beta, where you could test the uh, uh, Alexa integration. I did not get in. I don't know if any of you guys got in. <laughs> if I you don't did, know. You probably can't talk. You probably about couldn't it. Probably even talk about by it. NDAs. It's probably. But NDA. I did not get in. <laughs> so I can talk about it all I want. <laughs> it sucks. No, Go I have ahead. no idea because I'm not in. <laughs> but I tried. I really wanted to be. <laughs> Did you did you email them and be like, I really want to be? <laughs> I wrote a really good application. And then he signed it. And he signed it. K. Yes. That's the problem. Uh, didn't you mention that you like work for a really large podcasting company, and it's really important that you be able to do this? That would yeah, be the move. They didn't care. No, okay. they didn't care at all. All right. Well, I guess you're not. You've getting gotten all the other devices. I don't, I don't understand why. Why you wouldn't get? Yeah. It's, it's well, so this this to me is is interesting from a larger like sort of ecosystem perspective, right? Because so the HomePod is still several months away. Uh, there is some mention on Apple's site that it will integrate somehow with speakers that support AirPlay two. Not much about which has been written. I think like I don't think there are any other really details about AirPlay two other than I guess you'll be able to use it to sync. Like your Apple TV with your <laughs> HomePod, it might <laughs> it work. Works. Yeah. Um, so my question is like, is this going to set up sort of this big ecosystem battle where it's primarily going to be? I mean, I guess you got Google in the mix there too, but Google has historically been pretty open about like trying to integrate with other products as well. So I mean, it seems like a classic case of you know which companies are going to work with third parties to integrate these things and which aren't. Then again, Apple also, I believe, doesn't though they sell Sono speakers in Apple stores now? They I used think, to. Anyway. I think they. I think they do. I, I don't know what's going to happen come fall or yeah, you know, that's a Christmas that's a good time. Question. So seems like a like might be a problem for them. Could be. Lex went quiet. I I'm he still just, here. He didn't I'm want, listening. Doesn't want. He's um. He's rebooting. He's rebooting yeah. and deleting um, his account. I and noticed con- that Matt, Matt the other day had um, had the Google speaker, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Oh, the, yeah, uh, did really? That's interesting. Yeah, for how yeah. for like on sale or? Uh, yeah, um, I don't do, remember right? how much they were. Uh, can you go back in Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Past deals? Yes, you can. There we go. Past I buy deals. most of my Echoes at Whole Foods now. <laughs> and and your Amazon uh, shaped meat. Yes, it is interesting um, how the prices on Echoes are slowly mirroring the prices on Kindles, where they just keep making them cheaper. Like every time they've introduced a new one, they make the stock, the, the original Echo cheaper. Well, and I wonder if they're clearing inventory because they, they've been selling the full-size Echo for 100 bucks recently. And yes. it, uh, you know, my, my cousin was in the market for one for her daughter and was like, oh, I was going to buy it. And then it was out of stock for a little bit, at least on Amazon, but it was still around elsewhere, I think. 
but she was convinced that this meant they were going to roll out a new one. And they haven't really updated the full-size Echo basically since it came out, I think. I mean, here's a spoiler. They're going to release a new one. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> at I some mean, point. <laughs> I meant as opposed to like imminently. <laughs> right. Um, see, I mean, the fall seems to be, you know, Apple certainly has always done stuff in the fall to prime it for the holiday quarter. It would certainly make sense. The Amazon hasn't done that in the past, I feel like. Like, I've, they've released stuff kind of willy-nilly all over the place. So maybe they're deciding it's a big enough deal now that they actually want to sort of position it for holiday buying. You know, I, I have to imagine that it is stressful for Amazon to contemplate um, live Echo demonstrations the same way that I think it's probably stressful for Apple if they do live Siri demonstrations, because even in the best conditions, it can sometimes just not understand you. Mm-hmm. Yep. I feel like that's a little scary. Yeah. I, I did find one case where I find that the Echo, the original Echo, sounds better than a Sonos Play 1, uh, and it's very unique circumstance you can't have something that's very unique but it's a unique circumstance which is i have both a play one and our old echo in the master bathroom and i tell them to i I listen to music in the shower and the sonos has such a fuller sound and more bass presence that it's actually harder to hear in the shower but the more trebly echo is easier to hear over the sound of the shower so shower friends now you know i have many shower friends (laughs) k for instance (laughs) <laughs> now dan has gone quiet <laughs> just hating everything right now oh dan is gone maybe while dan so. struggles to reconnect sorry about that yeah, i saw the oh, guys did i just i i muted because i saw the guys across the street taking the lawnmower out of the landscaping truck and i was like i gotta go close the windows now oh uh, uh, there you go i thought maybe um, they were stealing it <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought you meant, too. But, Dan, while you were gone, I was about to tell John that Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. And for less than $10 a meal, they deliver seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients right to your door. Uh, I have eaten many, many Blue Apron meals. I have cooked many Blue Apron meals. Uh, it's fun to cook them, and they have all tasted good. I have literally never ordered and eaten a Blue Apron meal that I didn't enjoy, and that's true. Uh, they're completely flexible, so you can customize your recipes each week and choose a delivery option that fits your needs. And Blue Apron's freshness guarantee promises that every ingredient arrives ready to cook, or they'll make it right. It's true. One time I had some some rice here, and it was like, what can I do, Lex? Because it was ready to cook. Okay. Some of the meals available in August include basil pesto chicken with summer vegetable panzanella, sautéed shrimp and green beans with globe tomato spinach and orzo pasta, whole grain pasta and summer vegetables with heirloom tomato caprice salad, uh, miso butter salmon and lo mein noodles with cucumber and charmed tomatoes and meatball pizza with fresh mozzarella cheese and charmed tomatoes. That sounds good. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash rebound. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. That's blueapron.com slash rebound. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. You can use promo code Dan Morin. That's not true. You can't do that. Blueapron.com slash rebound. <laughs> Besides, Dan's gone. I'm not. I never, I never left. Oh, he's back. Oh, there, I guess I'm not back. Here. I never left. Well, he's back. He's back. Guys. In podcasting terms, you did actually. <laughs> so. I, I didn't know. Would you? Were you trying to like throw a topic to me or something? And I was just like, screw you. <laughs> you have so, to listen to find out. Okay. Did you? Uh, are you? Are you thinking you're going to get an invite to the Big Apple event? And where do you think it's going to be? I doubt that i will get an invite to the big apple event uh i will might try but i somehow i'm very skeptical that i was kind of hopeful that if they do in fact have it at this new theater on the campus which is the rumor that it would be big enough that they you know they might like get down to my tier <laughs> but my tier is pretty <laughs> far down so 
Because <laughs> it's like, it holds like a thousand. I a lot of podcasters. Yeah, right. It holds like a thousand people. Like, it's a big auditorium from all indications. And that's a lot bigger than Yerba Buena. Um, but they'll probably just put more Apple employees in because then there's more clapping. <laughs> now I'm definitely not getting an invite. <laughs> Here's a difficult question to answer, but that's what we do on the show. It's the show where we answer we difficult ask, questions. We ask that's difficult questions and we don't <laughs> and answer we go, them. I wonder what the answer to that is. <laughs> that's Rebound's motto. Um, <laughs> what features could be in a $1,000 premium iPhone that would make you say, okay, I'm going to get that one? Shatterproof. Like assuming it'd be subsidized in some way. Completely, completely indestructible. <laughs> like you could just slam it down on the oh ground yeah and you could just happens. like jump up and down on it curb you could stop like, it yeah all that stuff i think if is that, this a I joke would... answer or a serious answer i mean i don't know that's a good question that's <laughs> <laughs> and there we have the motto again <laughs> <laughs> i mean a thousand dollars for a phone that would not break seems like a good investment but then again yes. how often yeah, have i broken yeah. my existing phone that i've paid less for but like and what, are you really not going to get um apple care on it if you then in you don't case. need Apple Care anymore. Honestly, if it's indestructible, you? it shouldn't even include it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, but I don't think that's. I don't think that's rumored. <laughs> I I don't know that there's anything. I mean, the idea of a much like a larger screen and a similar form factor that is like schmancy and OLED or whatever is appealing. Schmancy, schmancy. That's a technical term. Mm-hmm. Got it. So it's the you know you know they have all these things like OLED and AMOLED. Schmancy is an acronym standing for super high accuracy. <laughs> minute- oh, Schmancy! I Schmancy! Got- <laughs> <laughs> I misheard you. I thought you were yeah. saying Schmancy. No, like that's fancy ridiculous. Schmancy. I didn't no, realize. No one. I went to high that. school. I went to high school with a Schmancy. <laughs> oh, it's a problem with Schmancy. Was it the same? <laughs> K Schmancy. K Schmancy. <laughs> I don't know what Lex. What about you? Are you uh, you're in the market for an expensive iPhone? No, like I can't. I love my current phone. We talked about it on you the show. You can't have it anymore. <laughs> I said one week I'm not going to get the new phone, and then the next week I was like, "You were not here, Dan." But I was like, "I have to follow up because T-Mobile Jump on Demand says I can just trade in for it and get it at no additional cost." I'm sure there will be an additional cost if you want to get the thousand dollar phone. It's like. I love my current phone. The new one that looks exactly the same as it or looks similar enough is going to be great also. Uh, I can't come up with features that would make me say, oh, I want to spend, I don't know, what do you think the Delts would be? An extra $500, an extra $700? I can't come up with it. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I can't come up with any. Like if the if the phone did my work for me, then okay. If the phone cleans well, the dishes, wait, wait, yes. wait, we're that high. I, I mean, come on. Like there must be stuff in the middle between the unrealistic things that it can't do. And I don't stuff know. That, okay, I don't know. I well, can't, because, I can't come up. Like it already does all the things I want. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what else to want. I feel like that about my phone. Yeah, but your yeah, phone, but is your tiny. phone is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my feature, the thing that I would like is. Um, a bigger is, phone? The, is the size the size the size of what i have is, but a bigger screen <laughs> that's that's fucking crazy so there. <laughs> yeah I know. No, I, well i mean you know but if it's bezel-less it could have a bigger screen ah yes like, here's what i don't care about i don't care about more pixels because i can already see i yeah. know the camera is going to keep getting better i don't even need it to get better it's good enough uh, for me already right. like i think i think the camera is excellent there's nothing that it's well you've not already doing got you've already got a plus with a portrait mode camera. yes yeah exactly I mean, I you know the idea of a portrait mode camera in a standard size event, I, a standard size phone. Is I don't even care about that. I don't even care about that that I much. But probably, maybe I should. Also, I've been using the the plus, and you get used to it in three days. It's too, it's too big for me. It's that's what I thought too. But that's you're wrong. Uh, so. <laughs> 
I like that we do have the John on the small phone, me on the medium sized phone, and Lex on the large that's phone. Right. Like it's good. It's a good. Uh, just, well, that's how we were picked for this podcast. Yeah, I just wish it was it was height proportional. Like By really, you and I, Dan, should switch. <laughs> you we're, we're like the same height. You're you got like a half. Yeah, it's more like a Goldilocks thing. Uh, <laughs> so I'm oh, in the middle. I'm just right. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Nah. By height, no. By phone, maybe. <laughs> um. Yeah, I I don't know. I but seriously, I was very nervous about getting the Gigantor phone, and it has like you forget well, about it. And so very here's the thing about the big the whatever this new phone is. I think what we're all lacking is the story, right? Apple's got to tell the story that's going to convince us that this phone is amazing, and we want to buy it. Um, and I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what that story is right now. We got the pieces, right? We've yeah. got a lot of little ingredients of things that might go into this phone. <laughs> what is this? A blue apron app? <laughs> <laughs> All the ingredients of this phone come ready to assemble. Pre-portioned. Uh, no, I mean, like, we've to heard... one phone. We've heard about, like, the face ID. We've heard about, like, the screen getting larger. We've heard about a better camera. There's going to be a better processor for sure, although the rumors are that it might be the same processor against all uh, across all of the phones that they introduce. Uh, but I think we're lacking... I think we're lacking stuff still. I think there are things we do not know. And because you're right. At that, at, with that, I don't think there's enough to get people to buy a new phone other than it's shiny and has a new form factor, which and works. What Apple has done historically from time to time is use seemingly non-hardware differentiators, right? Yes. I'm trying to think of a good example because I can't come up with one as I'm speaking here. But, right. But like where it's only the new phone can use Siri, right? Or right. so only the new, so I'm imagining that it'll be, you know, beautiful Apple hardware Pay. and maybe larger screen space, space. But I think that there's going to be something that is unique in software that will eventually come to the other phones. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that is yeah. what we're missing here. And the question is, what is it that it could possibly be compelling enough to merit the price tag? <laughs> Siri that actually works. <laughs> <laughs> You joke, but hey, I mean, they've got a whole product built around Siri coming later this year, and if it's working like today's Siri, I feel like there's going to be some frustrations. <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so I think, all right, so along these lines, <laughs> we started talking about the phone, but we along these lines, the current thinking is that the event is on September 12th. Uh, there's right. a bunch of stuff that's rumored to be coming there, and John and I talked a little bit last week about the rumors of the yes. LTE Apple Watch. Uh, and we've talked about new iPhone, probably new Apple TV seems to be now the talk. There's been a lot of talk about 4K and HDR enabled stuff. That's a similar case, Lex, where I'm kind of like feeling like with the LTE Apple Watch. I don't need that. I don't have a 4K TV that supports HDR. So I, there's nothing, if that's all it is, it's a non-starter. And honestly, I have one and I don't want to pay right. extra to watch well, HDR it's, 4K it's just better. content. Yeah, unless, unless they're going to like... Unless they're going to impress me with how good that HDR content is. Because honestly, I don't think I can... Even if I had a 4K TV, at the distance I sit away from that TV, I don't think I can tell. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, it's the same way, like, it's... We're getting to the video file situation that we're already in with audio, right? Where, like, red displays today are already good enough for me. And yeah. HD television is already good enough for me. I've seen the yeah. difference. And it's like, it's fine. I don't need to see every pore. Dim- I'm good. Dim- diminishing returns. Yeah. Diminishing returns, also a tagline for this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't think it could get any more diminishing than what we started with, and yet... (laughs) Every episode. Uh, But yeah, I don't know what else you're going to do with an Apple TV at this point, right? Like, they're going to... Is Amazon going to come up on stage and talk about how great it is they're back on the Apple TV? 
And then they're going to be like, plus 4K in HDR. <laughs> that, would really, that would be something, wouldn't it? Well, there, I mean, Apple everyone announced out, it's coming. If Apple puts out originals that are only viewable, like original series that are only viewable on the Apple TV, like, yeah, but like make, it's, I, not, it's not going to work only on the new Apple TV. <laughs> that would be insane. On the brand new Apple TV. <laughs> you have to buy a special <laughs> TV. Apple TV 5. Apple TV 5 gets, gets good new Apple content and all the other Apple TVs get... <laughs> We've um, got the final season of Game of Thrones already. Yeah, I was about to say, we're pleased to announce Game of Thrones only available on the new Apple TV. <laughs> Sorry, sucker. It's not, not impossible. I, I do want to uh, see an but, Apple TV that has a Siri functionality on it rather than on the remote. That's what I want. I don't want to have to find the stupid remote to use hey, to use Siri. And I feel like that keeps being the rumor, right? That you know, Apple have new Wi-Fi devices that can also do Siri speaker functionality, or the Apple TV could be the new pod. And people it seems keep, like they're not doing that. No, yet. People, I don't know if it's going to happen. Someone suggested that, like, couldn't it be that the HomePod is actually the replacement for the Airport Extreme? And I was like, no. <laughs> it could not. I'm, I'm it could 99 percent positive yeah. that it is not. <laughs> Well, I mean, you put you would put those devices in completely different places. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, are you guys, by the way, lining up to get the new Fitbit watch? <laughs> I'm standing. That's what I'm doing. Did you Did you see that thing? I did see it. Yeah. It looks kind of ugly. Yeah. I, I I think that John Gruber's description was perfect because it's exactly. I stole it to describe it to my wife, but it's like somebody took the Apple Watch and hit it with the ugly stick. And the Apple Watch is not the most beautiful watch by a long right. shot. Anyway, no. they took bad and made it worse, well, or they took it, adequate and made it bad. Here's the right. thing that I don't get. Somebody else, uh, maybe it was also Gruber, or maybe it was a comment from the article he linked or something. But they talked about how there was something. Oh, shoot, now I'm going to forget. It was some aspect of it that was like this would have been a perfectly good feature two years ago or something oh it's that it has a micro usb connector instead of a usb c and like all right fair oh, enough yeah it doesn't not a big deal necessarily but it does point to the idea that like they've been working on this for a while and it's certainly not like a cutting edge device but the combination of that with the idea of like you know god bless you fitbit but like you don't have an ecosystem really right you're not an apple or a microsoft or an amazon how many people are going to like third parties are going to spend their time trying to integrate and mm-hmm. develop stuff for your platform i i don't think right. it's a i think it's an ambitious play but i think it's also sort of a last like hail mary attempt like all right we're gonna try this smartwatch thing full on yeah. and if it doesn't work we're basically screwed it's not gonna work i, I agree I, mean, I do not I think do it will think succeed that they're uh, they they have a very successful to me at least ecosystem for just the step tracker stuff yes like i know many many non-tech super techie people who are big into those uh my wife among them um, and I get why they would say, "Hey, we should get more into wearables and try it." But I, if that was where my R and D ended up, I'd be like, "Okay, nope, we're going to stick with." The- <laughs> I, I think know that the biggest the biggest hope for Fitbit at this point is that somebody buys them, which I think is not going to buy them. Y- yeah, uh, let me check my couch cushions for extra change. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the. I mean, why would why would somebody buy them? I mean, I'm thinking of like the only the only company that jumps to mind, and I don't know why, uh, other than they both start with F, is Facebook. Um, because Facebook buys random shit <laughs> and, they want and the, no one really understands information. why. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, yeah, yeah. They spent, I could see Google doing it as well, right? Yeah, I guess. But Google doesn't really build its own hardware still. Like Google little- Glass begs to differ, as does the <laughs> Pixel. What the hell are you talking about? And the Google Home. What are you even talking about? <laughs> Get off this podcast. <laughs> I challenge you. <laughs> I, I mean, they do. I just but- say three things and I wasn't even trying. <laughs> I think that's all of them, though. Yeah, I think that's kind of it. 
And I think the pic is the pixel actually built by them as opposed to being essentially just OEM'd by somebody else? Because that all their previous flagship phones were made by other people. I think it's designed like, by Google and California. It's designed by Google. <laughs> okay. And, yeah, I, mean, I, I think for the most, you know, I mean, like as far as that goes, it's fairly well made by them. But all their smartwatch now, stuff that previous, they've done. Previously it was not. Right. So all their smartwatch stuff has always been outsourced. So maybe, maybe they care about that. But then again, is right. there anything that they get from buying it that's not just it comes with a bunch of built-in customers? Right, right. Yeah. It's a fair point. But yeah, if, I mean, I'm just, like, I think Jawbone for a while was hoping to be acquired. <laughs> How do you and think that worked out for them? speakers and wearables. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would not want to be in the space of competing with giants with my acquisition, like the goal of being acquired. Because there's nothing, there's nothing unique today about what Fitbit does. Like your phone can track your steps. I think that the software or the hardware required to track someone's footsteps while on their person is ubiquitous at this point. Actually, that's that's tough. Interesting that you mentioned that because another thing that I wrote up this morning on Six Colors, do you guys use Pedometer Plus Plus? Pedometer Plus Plus. I love that app. I do use it. I really like that app a lot. It's a very simple app. I liked it when I walked more. (laughs) Well, Maybe it'll help you walk more now because now it's got achievements, Lex. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't love badges? Come on. I, I love underscore Dave Smith. I love the app. And I laughed at this release because I just don't care about achievements at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you never achieved anything in your life. That's you? true. It's <laughs> exactly right. Um, <laughs> I was going to go the opposite way. It was like, because he'd already achieved everything. That's well, oh, that's see, gonna I show, like the Mulch joke see, better. That's, well, that's yeah. But it's not funny, so I didn't yeah, say it. Yeah, exactly. It's only, it's only funny for me and John. Come on. That's what we've learned from this show. <laughs> yeah, if we've learned nothing else from this podcast. <laughs> I like that this has turned out. So last week, John and I forgot after we until after we published the episode that it was episode 150. <laughs> Uh, so it was I, our big 150 extravaganza. Big episode 150 extravaganza, yeah. and instead, hope this everyone week, enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, thank you to our many guests. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we managed to get Jerry Lewis right before he. No, too soon. Aww, okay. Aww. And we found we found Richard Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> so so true. Unrelated story, just for the fun of you and our listeners. I interviewed the host of Missing Richard Simmons at uh, a conference in Anaheim last week, Podcast Movement, and he was talking about how he didn't find Richard, and I go. Well, actually, believe it or not, we reached him and he's backstage. And I was just a joke. Like, I thought for sure he would know I was joking. And for about five seconds, he did not know I was joking. And it was great. His, like, eyes widen and his breath quickened. Yes. He's like, yes. He was like, oh, my God. I was like, no, no, no. I'm just kidding. It was, it was fine. But it was fine. Oh, that's good. I'm looking forward to the upcoming show. It's oh, boy. finding Lex Friedman, who has gone missing. Yeah. 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 Finding Cash Mancy. <laughs> John's really into K. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, back off. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I know. That's my girlfriend, sort of. Well, is it? I know that's a little <laughs> well, confusing. Well, is point. it? <laughs> Your it seemed like K. early on there was some confusion. <laughs> Everything's been resolved. It's fine. Okay, all right. Back off. Oh, man. Well, we've reached that stage of the show. Yeah, right, right. No I, I don't know. You, you want to laugh at the um, at the New York Police Department who bought a whole bunch of <laughs> Windows phones? Yes. Uh, that, that truly was a crazy the, story. It is 36,000 Windows phones. Two, is... They bought them like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, they, they bought them when it was already a done deal. Like, Ben the PC guy uses an iPhone. <laughs> what, are you, what are you guys doing? <laughs> the guy with the Zoom tattoo uses an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Some days I'm sad that there isn't a Zune app for the iPhone, though. You're the you're the only one. No, that's not true. I'm never sad about that.
My car had a software update today. <laughs> Bleep poop. <laughs> I wrote in did like... You, did it include achievements? <laughs> well, the best thing was, it was like, bug fixes and improvements. <laughs> no, like every other one, there's like a list of, here's all the things that have changed, and it's like, bug fixes and improvements. Like, I have no idea. Like, like now it's steers? I don't know. Yeah, car will not crash anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're Cra- right what, what crashing the, bugs on cars mean, are the it really worst. makes you want to know what the bugs were yeah uh yeah you hope what you was i what, what was i in danger of before oh everything there was no safety yeah. i rode in lex's car john I that's got, true oh, I got, did you know i got a ride it was uh yeah. it's very spiffy mm. well uh, i would hope so i um <laughs> he didn't let me drive though maybe next time it's the car it's the car that podcasting built <laughs> <laughs> wait podcasting in the middle of any of my cars <laughs> uh, part did. of it yeah maybe uh, the windshield wipers mm-hmm. it, it, it built the fluid the wiper fluid mm-hmm. i can barely afford wiper fluid <laughs> and our and our final sponsor is <laughs> wiper fluid antifreeze <laughs> i washed my car for the first time in my life like i did it myself it doesn't wash itself not yet, but that is a good idea. <laughs> next, is a good next idea. software up. Next software update. <laughs>